0: Hello and welcome to Queer Mystical Jesus. I'm your podcaster, Sophia Suk. Um it's been quite a while since my last uh episode. It's been quite a couple of years. Um but we're back with a message. We're back. With encouragement, we're back with new things happening, we're back in a season of seeming darkness. In a season where we're seeing things we've never seen before, where uh, everywhere we turn, we're hearing and saying phrases like, I can't believe this, uh, unprecedented. Um, from the ongoing pandemic to political turmoil here in the States, uh, concern in, in Ukraine and Russia. And is this going to lead to World War three or what's going on? And that's what I want to talk about today. That question that we all ask ourselves, that we all ask one another, that we all ask of ourselves that we ask of our neighbors, our friends, that we ask of this world that we shout on to social media. And that question is, what's going on? What's going on? And usually, we feel like people who are on social media, who are good at articulating what we're feeling, who are good at asking what's going on in a way that captures our our personal turmoil, in a way that captures the zeitgeist of all the turmoil. We elevate them. We retweet them. We share them on TikTok. There's a TikToker, um, a lady who records her video out of her kitchen and uh, she talks about the political state of what's going on in America. And she seems to be able to diagnose the problem with such precision that it's relieving to see someone who understands what the heck is going on, it's, it's, it, it feels like, ah, yes, like somebody's out there saying it, articulating what I cannot. And even, and Brian Williams on NBC, uh, even played her videos on his nightly newscast. A TikToker being featured on network television. And, you know, I know what that feels like. I follow her account as well. And every time she posts a video, she's able to diagnose why we're feeling this outrage. And it makes me feel like I'm not going crazy. It makes me feel like I'm not alone. And it makes me feel relieved because there's somebody out there that can explain back to me, that can reflect back to me what I'm feeling, that can reflect back to me this overwhelming heavy question that is like a stone weighing down my stomach and that question is a simple question, it's what's going on, what's going on? And we appreciate those who can shout it for us, we appreciate those who can articulate it for us and we feel like when we see that and hear that reflected back to us we feel some sense of relief, some sense that we're being understood but the problem is that the question only gives birth to the same question just said in a different way. What's going on? and there's no answer. there's no answer. It's when someone says, what's going on, you have a chorus of voices that joins you that says, what's going on? <laughs> uh, Twitter spaces, you know, it's like a ripoff of Clubhouse. I don't know what, if Clubhouse is still going. I think they've got privacy issues. I got into it, but I had to quickly leave because issues with privacy. But Twitter spaces, um, at least the ones that I've encountered, they're just um there's no insight everyone's just asking what's going on and 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 that's it and and it's all about who can say the most outrageous things and it's not even entertaining you know at least um you know professionals who do this like shock jocks right like um Howard Stern not that I listen to him all the time but You know, he's a professional, he's entertaining, he's provocative, and he uses it to entertain people. But Twitter spaces, nobody knows how to do that. It's just a mindless wall and echoing, reverberating version of the same question. What's going on? And at first it feels like relief. At first it feels like someone understands. But in the end, it just feels like heaviness. That is like a stone that sinks us to the depths of the sea. And all around us, we have people under the sea suffocating, trying to swim up out of the ocean, but everyone's chained to the same freaking stone. And we're all breathing out what's going on. But I think There's a way to acknowledge this. There's a way to not deny the question that's frustrating us. There's a way to, because um, uh, c- here's the thing, if we because just because it's frustrating, just because it feels like it's not uh, creating any advancement or progression, we can't stop asking the question either. Because that'll be putting our heads in the sand and we can't have that we need transformation We need something to give we need something to change. Otherwise, we feel like the world's already uh, Going down You know down to hell on a handbasket as we say I don't even know what that metaphor means but 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 the fear is if 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 we stop asking what's going on then we're, we're, we're gonna spiral into this terrible terrible world and 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 that's the fear that the the question of what's going on is driven by fear and it creates fear but if we stop the thing that creates the fear then it's going to end up as it's going to end up making that fear real and that's terrifying so it's not like none of us can stop asking what's going on but we know it's not helping either so what's what can we do? There's an interesting um scene in the Gospel of John where uh merely hours before Jesus is to be crucified, he wants to show his followers his his love the full extent of his love he wants that. Uh, outpouring of his love to carry them through the darkness of of the night that's to come. And so what he does is he does something inexplicable. He does something that's going to almost upset his followers. He does something that's going to kind of pull the rug out from under them. That's going to shift their view. That's going to confuse their view. And that's going to cause them to ask him, what are you doing? He performs the act of the lowest of the low. He performs the act of a slave. He washes the disciples' feet. And this makes no sense to them. He's their master. He's their teacher. He's the one that they've learned to call Lord. And yet the Lord is stooping down to the level of a slave. And he's washing the dirt off their feet. And everyone's asking, what are you doing, Lord? Don't do this. What you're doing makes no sense. You're confusing us. Is everything okay? Is this some kind of dark omen? So one of the followers, Peter, he's the one brave enough to say, don't do this. I'll, I'll have none of this. And Jesus says to him, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but later you will understand. Let me do this for you, because if you don't let me do this for you, it'll mean that you and I have nothing to do with each other. So Peter says, okay, fine, let's do this, right? Let's see, I think it's important here what Jesus says. He says, I know you're confused. I know you don't understand what's going on. He says, you don't understand what's going on. You don't know what I'm doing now but later you will understand. So let it happen. We're given a different question to ask. He's not saying stop asking questions. He's not saying stop sounding the alarm. He's not saying you have this need to ask the question he's saying there's a better question. Instead of asking, what's going on? He's saying, ask instead, what are you doing? Because when we ask what's going on, we're only seeing half the picture of reality. When we say what's going on, we're only seeing the human side. When we say what's going on, we're only seeing the destructive forces of human greed, the destructive forces of human hubris, and we place the burden on ourselves to save ourselves alone, and we forget ultimate reality, which is, you know, it's like, uh, remember Microsoft Word? Uh, every time you write a sentence to type in a little high school essay or middle school essay or whatever it would underline your sentence in red and it'll suggest that you change the sentence because it it says hey you're using the passive voice instead of saying um oh gosh (laughs) instead of saying uh Something happened to so-and-so, it suggests change it to an active verb and say, instead of something happening to someone, instead say, someone did something. Instead of asking what is going on, remember ultimate reality. Remember there is a doer who is doing a thing. Remember there is a causer behind a cause. Remember that there's a cause behind the event. Instead of asking what's going on, instead ask, what are you doing? Things aren't just happening. Expand your view. Don't forget the other half of reality. That above it all, there's our maker, our creator. That above it all, there is reality. Above it all, there is ultimate source, ultimate life. Above it all, there is God. Above it all, there is love. Above it all, there is purpose. Above it all, there is destiny that actually has to do something with us here. That's doing something in this world. If we keep only asking what's going on, the onus is on us. And we feel powerless because we are. But instead we ask, what's instead of saying what's going on, if we say, God, what are you doing? We're looking to ultimate reality for help. We're looking to ultimate reality to be in cooperation with us, to solve the issues that we have created. We're saying grace is real. We're saying we need the grace of God to intervene on our behalf, to come into the mess that we've created, to rescue us, to be our wisdom, to be our rescue, to be our life. We need ultimate reality, we need Jesus, we need God, we need grace, we need love to be inspiration to the scientists who can create ingenious solutions to climate change that no human could have ever thought of. Think about it. Penicillin was discovered by accident. Before penicillin, all these diseases were seemingly impossible to cure. But now, so many diseases of the past are just nothing. Climate change can be just nothing. If we seek inspiration, if more and more of us learn how to ask, God, what are you doing? Instead of only asking what's going on. If if you and I can ask of our own lives, What's, instead of seeing what's going on, if we can say, God, what are you doing? If we can learn to see the other half of reality, if we can learn to acknowledge there is a, 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 a doer beyond ourselves, if we can learn to see that we're not alone, that we're not just floating out here in space, left to our own cleverness left to suffer our own uh, uh, consequences of our own hubris, that there is a Gracious One who says, I will heal you of your hubris, I will forgive you of your hubris, I will overwhelm and overtake your shortcomings, I will fill you with love, I will show compassion. You won't have to be left to your own devices to solve your own mistakes. I am more than willing to step in and create new life I'm more than willing to step in and change your question from what's going on what have I done what can I do about it to let's relieve your burden let's make your life easier let's give you the courage to look up and say God what are you doing let me uh, I'll lift up your burden so that you can cast your burdens upon me the one that loves you the one that has a plan for hope the one that has a plan for a good future for you god what are you doing god how are you going to overtake my mistakes and rescue me out of this god how are you going to come to the rescue God, how are you going to lift up my burdens? God, how are you going to show me your grace and forgiveness and fix things for me? Because you are loving father. Because you are loving mother. Because you are faithful brother, faithful sister. Because you are the friend who sticks closer than any relative. My invitation to all of us through these seasons of confusion and darkness and real tangible despair is let's learn to see the other half of reality, ultimate reality, by doing something simple. Every time we cry out, what's going on? Because when we say, what's going on, we're actually saying, I'm powerless and there's nothing I can do. I'm not a lobbyist. I'm not a billionaire. I have no influence. I have no voice. In space, no one can hear you scream. In cyberspace, no one can hear you tweet. Those in power don't even know I exist no matter how much I tweet. No. We don't petition kings. We petition the king of kings. We don't petition the corrupt rulers whose riches corrode. We petition the righteous one who rules and reigns above everything forever. In other words, we seek ultimate reality. We gain perspective and height over it all. Because every time we feel the urge to say, what the hell is going on? Wisdom kicks in and says, no, there's a better question. God, what are you doing? There's a purpose beyond despair. There is reason beyond madness. There is power beyond those who think they are powerful. And there is humility beyond our hubris that says, I'm going to stoop down beneath your level and wash your feet, heal your diseases, give you my wisdom, Pour out my love to your loveless hearts, heal your mind, heal your sicknesses. And I do this because it's who I am. Like a mother providing everything for an infant. So I do for you. And you may not understand what I'm doing now. So that to even ask that question sounds ridiculous. But you will understand later. You do not understand what I'm doing now. But be brave and change the question to, God, what are you doing now? Be brave to acknowledge that God is doing something now even though you don't understand what God is doing now, even though it seems to you as if God is not doing anything now, even though the temptation is to forget half of reality and forget that there is an ultimate reality beyond and above and through the misery and the darkness and the ruin of human hubris. To look for the rescue. To look for love that is behind everything. Be brave and ask instead God what are you doing? God what are you doing? Because he said to us you do not know what I am doing now and that's okay but have the confidence to know that you will understand later what I'm doing now and what I'm doing now is pulling the rug from under your feet what i'm doing now seems like this is not what god should be doing god is nowhere to be found because god to us now who should be king of kings and lord over lords now what god is doing looks like god has become slave and god is beneath us because it seems like god is powerless and weaker than us and more foolish than us No. God has chosen to do this, to wash our feet. Because otherwise, if God does not come to us incognito in this season, then that means God will have nothing to do with us. But because in God's wisdom, God wants to have everything to do with us, God is doing a mystery in order to reveal to us a wonder. In order for us to later say, Aha, I see now what God has been doing. And you'll be the first to understand, you'll be the first to enter into the wonder, you'll be the first to enter into revelation, you'll be the first to enter into taking hold of the future, if now you learn to say, no, 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 wait, 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 it's not simply what is happening, it's answer of God to us is you do not know what I am doing now, but you will understand later.